1: Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you all the latest details, updates and backstage reactions as WWE release eight people from NXT.
0: A quiet day for AEW as they announce a new show. They're moving to TBS and they've got a new deal with Warner Media.
1: Crazy stuff. I've got an update on the AEW Double or Nothing card after last night's Dynamite. And I'll tell you about the date and location for AEW Full Gear. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the
0: news.
1: And boy, do we have a lot to get through today. Let's start off. Let's start off with this latest round of WWE cuts. This was something that was rumored in the aftermath of April's cuts. It said that there might be some, you know, NXT chops here going on at some point. But it didn't materialize until last night when a total of eight different people were let go by the company. Uh here are their names some familiar some maybe less familiar we've got alexander wolf who was on tv on tuesday gone now uh, kavita devi drake wurtz jessamine duke vanessa born skylar story uh, ezra judge and jesse clemens who's a referee like drake wurtz so according to pw insiders uh, mike johnson the official reason given for these cuts surprise surprise was budget cuts, which is very interesting. You know, coming off a year when WWE made record-breaking profits, it's almost like the company is is kind of bad sometimes. Um, <laughs> anyway, we've got some more details. On all of this, budget cuts were, of course, uh, cited as the reason the mickey James, the Iconics, Samoa Joe, all those people were let go in April as well. Uh, the report from PW Insider here mentions that these cuts have been in the works. They were originally going to go down about three weeks ago, but the decision was made to hold off on them until now, and obviously they came yesterday. So Johnson has some notes on a few of these people. He's got notes on all of them, actually, but a few of them. Uh, Clemens and Duke were particularly well liked backstage, and uh, WWE personnel that Johnson spoke to were particularly shocked that clemens the referee was let go after all this now with regards to duke she'd actually been we mentioned this on yesterday's video due to the twitter question She'd actually been working as like a digital content producer for wwe and up up down down uh during the pandemic she's been let go but it's said that if she works on her in ring a little bit she may get another shot in the company so you might well see jessamine duke back in wwe vanessa bourne's release was met with surprise as well because she was perceived to have a very high upside she was inside WWE moved to the main roster last year she just never appeared so weird situation with her. Uh, Lots of stuff going on. And Kavita Devi, the belief within WWE was that she wasn't going to come back to WWE anytime soon. She had returned to her native India to deal with a family matter. This caused her to miss Superstar Spectacle, on which she was originally booked to appear in January. That didn't happen. She's out of here now as well. Uh, Alexander Wolfe, who, like I mentioned, was on TV (laughs) two days ago, uh, is already tweeting his availability. He's going to be free and ready to go from June 16th. So he'll be able to kick ass real soon. Um, The Drake Wurtz situation is an entirely different can of worms. Lot to Kind of unpacked with that we're not gonna have time to cover every single detail of that situation on this video but if you go to our website i've got a write-up on the situation encapsulating all of the main points but uh yeah this guy unfortunately over the past few years or so has gone from one of the most beloved figures in all of wrestling among his peers to a guy who has seemingly had his brain eroded by this you know long debunked QAnon conspiracy theory um he had nuclear heat backstage current fightful select there's details stories just all kinds of things emerging in the departure uh, in his departure as well so uh, yeah man uh, that was a bit of a whirlwind news story I've thrown about 700 different details at you at once hope you took it all in if not rewind I, I speak really slow anyway so you probably picked it up but Willborn. uh yeah I mean d- d- please let me stop talking for a minute yeah
0: a, a shocking <laughs> evening on social media last night uh, putting all the Drakeworth stuff to one side like you say well worth reading into more of this because it is Stunning. Uh I was also equally as surprised by particularly Jesmyn Duke and Alexander Wolfe, like you say, who we assumed when we were reviewing NXT that they were going to go in some new direction with Killian Dane and Wolfe after Wolf was kicked out of Imperium, as you mentioned, on Tuesday night. Maybe some sort of reuniting of sanity. That's clearly not the case. And just across the board, like you alluded to with all these releases, unnecessary. Uh, well, unnecessary... If you want to say that they're doing it to because they've got too many people in the company, that is one thing. But then blaming budget cuts is a load of bollocks. Because as we've reported time and time and time again, they are future-proofed many times over. They are ridiculously flush with money right now. Uh, the, the, the ongoing global ambassadors has arguably helped them save money. So yeah, it just not, it just doesn't cut any mustard with me. So yeah. I'm not I'm not buying it and it's a shame and obviously yes we are coming out the back of it but it's still bad to see people being released from secure jobs during a pandemic just because they want to make their bottom line or want to show off to their bloody shareholders. But let's move on. Let's talk about AEW because NXT wasn't the only ones in the news last night. AEW making huge waves on social media off the back of Tony Khan's uh, appearance on Busted Open Radio with three major bits of news regarding AEW. They have announced a new show that's going to go on Friday night at 10pm. That is after SmackDown finishes, for anyone wondering. It's going to be called AEW Rampage. I have to say that (laughs) in William Regal's voice. I don't know why. Uh, Yeah, 10pm on Friday nights from Friday the 13th of August. A little belated birthday present for me, according to Tony Khan. Uh, Also... Uh, not only Rampage, but Dynamite is going to move from TNT to TBS in 2022. That is next year, for those of you not being able to keep up because the ongoing Global has completely warped our sense of time. Yeah, uh, and not only that, they're going to have quarterly Supercard specials on TNT. And as reported by PW Insider, they are apparently, AEW, receiving a eight-figure payday from Warner Media. That could put it, if you can't work it out, between 10 million and bloody 99 million for all we know who bloody knows but yeah they're getting a massive uh, payday from warner media as part of this new arrangement it's a good time to be an aew fan and good time to be tony khan in particular andy murray
1: It's good for the wrestling business as a whole, this, isn't it? There's a bunch of things you can take away from all of this. Um, TBS is available in more homes than TNT. It's by about a million, I believe, is the figure. Please correct me if I'm incorrect on that. Uh, They're getting more money for this. They're getting the second show that critically isn't going head to head with SmackDown, which would be a complete disaster. Uh, The Supercard situation reflects the changing nature of the business. You know, for years we've been saying, why don't you save that big match to pay-per-view? Why don't you save this? Well, TV is the big revenue driver now. It's less so for AEW because they still make good money off of pay-per-views unlike other promotions um, who aren't as, you know, their model isn't as dependent on pay-per-views. But TV is where where it's at now. So the Supercard thing makes perfect sense. Wonder if it'll be like the Clash of the Champions thing, uh, the NWA and WCW used to do. Interesting to find out regardless. Um, But also, the network, WarnerMedia, Ted Turner, all those people, they're showing a great deal of faith in AEW here. You know, at a time over the past few years when other promotions have really struggled to get like good deals, Impact in particular, has had some really tough uh, TV situations. This network believes in this company. They're giving them another hour of airtime. They're moving them from here over to here, um, potentially on a better network, although you know, I don't think this will result in a massive spike in viewership or anything like that. It's a good situation all around, and to think there are still people out there who will tell you that this company is is failing it's just factually incorrect at this point so good news for the business as a whole you want to see everyone doing well you want yeah. to see money coming in across the board uh, and things on bigger platforms and everything else so uh yeah man a, a, a bad story to start the day on this video but uh you know a good one for the health of the business to follow up just booking um, up
0: my entire podcast schedule going forward from all yeah. this stuff. what culture wrestling wherever you podcast from
1: yeah you're we're working saturdays now brother uh <laughs> let's kick things off by uh, kick things off. What am I talking about? It's the third story. You bald, big-eared, <laughs> moron. Uh, Double or nothing, 2021. We got some card updates from last night's Dynamite. Not going to spend ages on these because yeah. you know we have review shows and everything else. And you can check those out for like breakdowns of the show. Uh, but title matches confirmed. A couple of them. World Tag Team titles. The Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston confirmed last night. Moxley and Kingston, of course, stealing the Young Bucks' <laughs> shoes uh, after they beat the Varsity Blondes. Great stuff there. Uh, what else? Another title match is official. Oh my god, this is beefy. TNT title Miro versus Lance Archer gee whiz they're gonna just smash burgers into each other it's gonna be amazing I want to see them chopping bits of steak let's do that uh shout outs to the butcher uh, stadium stampede is official the inner circle accepted pinnacles challenge last night uh, also Sting is gonna wrestle live live for the first time since 2015 when he buggered his back against Seth Rollins at Sting and Darby Allin versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky we already had a bunch of other stuff announced for this card. 11 new names were added to the Casino Battle Royale as well. One spot remains for the Joker. Uh, don't know who that's going to be. It's looking like a good card. It's gonna be fully attended. The event sold out in something like half an hour. It's crazy. Uh, looking forward to this card, uh, even though I can't watch it until the Monday because my selfish, selfish friends are coming to visit me that weekend. Uh, oh I'm only joking. I'd rather see my friends than watch pro wrestling. But uh yeah, here we go. It's a good card.
0: Yeah, great card. Like you say, I think they have just the right amount of, of matches and the right types of matches put on this. And just like you, I can't watch it on Sunday night either because my selfish mother is coming up because she's gonna be turning 70. Happy. <laughs> Birthday, mum, when it Happy Mom. Uh, But yes, uh, it's going to be a, a great night. And speaking of the follow-on from Double or Nothing, Full Gear has confirmed it is going to go down uh, on the sixth of November. That is a Saturday, uh, and St Louis's. I knew I was going to bugger this up. Fett's Arena. Apologies to everyone there if I've got that wrong. <laughs> it's been booked. Uh, or as shows listed on Ticketmaster for Friday the 5th of November and Saturday the 6th of November you would assume it's not going to go down on Friday that may be uh, a moved dynamite for example uh, or just a tape show who knows uh, it's But yes, sp- it's going to be uh, yeah of course uh, it's going to be I didn't even think of that what am I thinking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking that's next year no it's all happening Adam uh, but yes it's going to go down Saturday 6th of November in the Chyfetz Arena looking forward to it Andy
1: yeah, apologies to Chai and the rest of the FETS family for butchering the name. I've said it wrong as well. Uh, yeah, man, Saturday pay-per-view. You know what we think about Saturday pay-per-views here at here at What Culture Towers. I mean, this is my living room, but never mind. Uh, yeah, cool. Nothing really to add. Saturdays are good. Cool. Yes. Thank God we're mm. back on Saturdays.
0: Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At What Culture WWE, of course, we you want to get in touch with us. Darkness sets us off with our first question saying, Darkness. Good morning, Legends. What is the moment that made you think, oh, my God, that's my favorite wrestler? Mine is Nick Foley versus The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell. My prediction for Andy is Gangrel when he saw the Brood entrance.
1: (laughs) Not quite, not quite, but close. Uh, Roddy Piper, the 1992 Royal Rumble. I've said before on the channel, that was my first ever wrestling show. When I watched that show and I was five years old and there was this guy on TV who was Scottish just like me. (laughs) So I thought at the time. uh, I was hooked immediately. He immediately became my favourite wrestler. Beat the Mountie, took the Intercontinental title. Wonderful stuff. Yeah,
0: I can't remember the specific moment that I thought, oh, the rock is the greatest, but I have this really vivid memory and it must have been, I must have been watching already wrestling at my mate's house on like Sunday night heat or something, but I distinctly remember in my auntie's kitchen, just sneaking away, putting the telly on and it was like rock when he was facing Benoit. was, so I think that was heading towards like fully loaded and he was just eviscerating him in promos and I think he even put the crippler crossface on Chris Benoit as the show went off the air and I just fell in love. More heart eyes emojis from me. He's just the best. And my word, quite the homage. I thought Ricky Starks looked even more like The Rock on AEW oh, Dynamite last such night. Such a
1: piece. He's got oh a broken neck and he's still a piece. It's not fair.
0: Uh, second question today Beautiful comes man. from Wow Hunter, who says, Hello, fellas. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you for getting in contact. Thank you. Uh, since AEW has about a dozen stables right now and their shows are amazing, do you think that WWE could benefit from some long-term stables since their shows are now stagnant?
1: Yeah, definitely, man. Like, I think that AEW, one of the biggest tasks they've had throughout their lifespan has been to kind of get people used to booking practices that WWE don't necessarily use because 20 years of monopoly, we've just kind of accepted a lot of people that the WWE way thing that's pro wrestling. And that's not always been the case. Things are done differently. So sometimes when you look at the amount of stables on that roster, people who are only used to the WWE way are going, there's too many over there, which is I think where that complaint comes from. I think it's a silly complaint for what it's worth. Um, But yes, I agree with you. Uh, Anything that can kind of like freshen up or change or alter the complexion of WWE television when it's feeling stale as Raw certainly is at the moment down's good um it should be welcome and and should be tried out and embraced and everything else more stables will be cool but the problem with it is that i can't put too much faith in that because they had a really killer stable in the hurt business earlier this year and then they split them up for no reason so uh it, it's kind of hard to invest in these things isn't it but uh it is a good idea i agree yes exactly i just can't keep up with don't
0: talk a load of bollocks don't i know do these like, faux fix your head nonsense man. on social Come on. media yes All right, there's something, no doubt, that AEW could take from WWE. Maybe an element of scripting to certain promos may be good. But without question, it goes the opposite way that WWE can learn a lot from AEW as well. They're just very, very set in their ways. Um, But let's move on. By the way, that is not me advocating for scripted promos. I'm just saying (laughs) certain people just... Just let them know maybe slightly more what they need to be said. Uh, right, let's move on to our final question today. It comes from Jake Owens, who says, when the Thunderdome era comes to an end, please, Jake, uh, what will be the one moment that stands out in your mind during this period of
1: time? Oh, man, the Thunderdome. There's a lot... Um, it's been a long time in the Thunderdome now what are we talking like nine months or something like that and you know so many memories so many moments so many great matches so many great promos everything else but the one thing that will always stick out to me is of course the box-like structure from Wrestlemania 37 no I'm being an asshole uh, I'm going to give you two uh, Roman Reigns heel turn finally great awesome tremendous and Bianca Belair at Wrestlemania 37 there we go yeah Yeah, that's not a Thunderdome what am I talking about I can't say that Uh, Oh, never
0: mind I'll allow it I was gonna I was gonna Give her a mention for a Royal Rumble win, and my one was going to be go. uh, Edge winning the Royal Rumble because, aside from like you say, Roman Reigns' heel turn is the biggest moment, it saved SummerSlam, it broke the streak of me and Nicholas doing crap pay per view reaction <laughs> streams, and uh, yeah, it's been arguably the saving grace of, of WWE that he's been absolutely magnificent. Uh, and I was gonna say, just prior to the Thunderdome. Austin 316 day with, with Byron Saxton, but that doesn't count. That was. Because it's not for the Thunder Day. But yeah. Roman. Roman is the number one bit. But yeah. Edge winning the Royal Rumble. And particularly when they baited us going, oh, Randy Orton might win. I went, don't you dare. Don't you dare. You sneaky gits. Uh right, let's move on to today's and finally. I just thought we'd do something nice here at What Culture and send our love to one Cesar Bononi. Uh he's given us updates daily on social media. He tweeted yesterday, day four of chemo, side effects starting now, nothing major. My sister in law won't be used as a donor since her white blood cells are a little bit lower. We found another donor that is even more compatible and it's not going to delay the transplant on the twenty first. Just want to send all of our love here at What Culture, cool and you should do it as well to Cesar Bononi and uh, his his family and friends. Uh as this thing develops for him hope it all goes well we've got all of our fingers crossed for you mate and, uh, and for everything that happened with, uh, with family members so uh, yeah just wanted to do something nice here Andy
1: yeah best wishes to him and his wife they, I know like from following his social media activity it was a horrendous struggle to kind of get people to where they needed to be like his sister in particular during the whole pandemic and get to embassies who weren't necessarily always receptive um he seems like an earnestly good dude and this is a horrible struggle for anyone to go through uh anyone on the face of this planet Um, so best wishes to all of them send them some love if you're you know if you're still here at the end of the video because it it really sucks it's awful just thinking of you.
0: Uh all right, okay, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Dandy Boys sitting down to review AEW Dynamite later on today. Plus, let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at Culture WW. You watch there, follow those of us. You can follow Andy Murray at-,
1: at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for horrendous.
0: <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilbold. Follow us all at WhatCulture But for now, my thanks, Danny Murray. Thank you for joining us. We made it, and we will see you soon.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.